Cavs Insider Daily Podcast. It's day two of Cavs Insider, day one of Cleveland Cavaliers practice for the year. We're excited to tell you about what we learned from practice this afternoon in Independence. Also, there was some news today, both on the player side and on the broadcast side. So we'll give you all the latest news and info on the Cleveland Cavaliers as training camp is officially underway and the season is here. Cavs Insider Podcast on the way. Thanks for joining us here on Cavs Insider. I'm Brendan Gulick along with John Rutter. And if this is the first time you're joining us, thanks for making Cavs Insider part of your uh, your Cleveland Cavaliers stop. We are still pretty darn new. In fact, we've only been out there as a, uh, as a site now and, and as a YouTube channel and a podcast for a couple of days. So uh, you're not far behind if, you, if you've just joined in on our coverage. Uh, John and I are going to be joined often by a couple of other guys on our team, Spencer German, Adam Prescott, Tommy Wilde. We're going to give you lots of uh, lots of great content throughout the season here around the Cavs, including shows like this that you can watch uh, pretty often, watch live with us and interact with us. Uh, we'll answer questions along the way if you have them, but certainly you can listen back wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts as well. Follow us on social media at Cavs Insider underscore FN. And starting Saturday on CavsInsider.com, we'll have the publishing rights on the website there as well. So lots of different ways to to follow our coverage. John, what's up? What's going on, my friend? And we've been, what, we're two days into this, and I was already ready to throw my camera out the window. So we're off to a <laughs> Not promising, right? Start. <laughs> uh, all good. All good. And uh, looking forward to talking about, uh, frankly, not just what you saw at practice today, but also some news around the team. Uh, why don't we start with the fact that um, fans that want to consume Cavs basketball now know exactly how and where and whom uh, will be uh, with them uh, when they're when they're watching the game. Valley Sports put out a press release here earlier today, and there is a little bit of a surprise in there in that Jeff Phelps is no longer uh, the Cavs pregame and postgame host on Cavaliers Live, although they did uh, write up a very nice uh, thank you and, and uh, note of appreciation to him. Uh, but there's a new face or maybe an old face coming back to Cleveland. Kaylee Griffin, who was, of course, with the Cavaliers uh, in the 2018-19 season as a digital reporter and uh, and host. Uh, she is coming back from Houston to serve as the new pregame and postgame host on Cavaliers Live. So we look forward to welcoming Kaylee back to town. Other than that, it's uh, the, the usual cast of characters on TV. John Michael back to call play-by-play. Uh, there will be a rotating cast of analysts this year. It'll be Austin Carr, Brad Doherty, as well as former head coach Mike Fratello and Serena Winters returns as the sideline reporter. Tim Alcorn, Jim Jones will be back on the uh, Cavs radio network as well. So uh, lots of familiar faces on the broadcast side that I think fans are certainly going to look forward to hearing from starting, uh, I guess, next week when, uh, when we've got the first preseason game. Yeah, looking forward to getting things off and rolling here. Uh, you could really, you could really sense that. Hey, basketball is back today at the facility. Um, the media room is right up against the practice courts out there. And as we were sitting there, getting ready to uh, head out there for the media scrum. Uh, by the way, uh, we can touch on this here in a little bit. It is incredible to be back in a regular media scrum. <laughs> what um, a concept! So you can hear. 
you could hear the guys hooting and hollering like they were getting after it on day one. Uh, and of course, things started with primarily defense in the first session here today. A guy's actually going to be getting back on the court here again in about an hour and a half for practice session number two uh, at about five o'clock this evening. Uh, but, you know, they're getting after it with a little two days to start things off and working on, of course, it's J.B. Bickerstaff led team. You're working on defense to start things off for the day. We'll get uh, get into what we heard here today from J.B., Donovan Mitchell and Dean Wade, who is a really cool story in that he went undrafted and bet on himself and kept working at it. Now he's I guess he's gone from undrafted to extended. Maybe that's the way to think about it. Uh, and, and very cool for him. But since you mentioned the practice uh, schedule, uh, just to, to put it out there publicly, so today and Thursday, the team is practicing at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. They've got two days, uh, but there's only one practice tomorrow, Wednesday, as well as Friday and Saturday, and the team will be on the floor from roughly noon until about 12.30, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday uh, is an off day for the team after yesterday's media day kicked off the year. All right. Uh, why don't we start with Dean Wade? He's the big news of the day, right? He's got a new contract extension. Life is good for Dean. What'd you learn from him here this afternoon? Yeah, good for him. I mean, he's really like that tried and true like success story, right? Undrafted to extended. And you really have to, uh, I mean, you almost kind of feel for the kid. Like he was sitting back there taking questions. Um, it just kind of seemed like maybe a little bit of a weight was released, was lifted off of his shoulders. Um, like, you know, this is a kid that was hurt coming right out of college. Um, there was a lot of uncertainty surrounding his career. Um, and this is a guy that just put in the work and it has really paid off like extra reps in the gym, extra film sessions with coach, like whatever he could do, um, to make himself available and to put team first. We know that goes a long way with J.B. Vickerstaff in this particular group, but um, he really found, found himself essentially kind of in a perfect situation. And he talked about that today where last year, you know, there were stretches of four, five, six games where he didn't play. And then there were stretches of four, five, six games where he would start. So, like, there, there was a real roller coaster that he rode last year. Um, and to see him rewarded with this contract, I think that that really gives him a little bit of peace of mind to come in here know that he's got a role, know that he's got a contract. And JB said it today. He lumped his name in with a, with a handful of other guys. He's competing for one of those starting five spots. We know that, you know, four of the five spots are, are really locked up. We talked about it yesterday when we were at media day, who could potentially be kind of that, you know, that, that, you know, the small forward position, or, you know, is it going to be in a Coro and a Levert? He threw Dean Wade's name out there and that's a potential, that's a potential fix. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I guess it's just nice to hear sort of confirmed from a coaching staff what everybody thinks and feels otherwise. Like you you sort of know, okay, Darius and Donovan are gonna gonna run the show offensively and, and you're gonna see Evan Mobley and Jared Allen down low. Um how are they gonna handle that that small forward, that wing role? What are they gonna do with it? Um and it's just nice to know that we're all, I guess, sort of on the same page and not seeing things totally differently than they are. <laughs> um, but I, I think the Cavs have an interesting little competition going here because you've got guys that have some different skill sets. And as it relates to Dean Wade, one of the things J.B. Bickerstaff said about Dean was, look, this guy is, for, for his size, he defends really, really well around the perimeter. That's kind of unique. And something that you know he really feels like is is valuable for them 
you mentioned right off the top, man, defense is front and center in terms of his overall. And I think that I maybe have even underestimated it. Just hearing him talk again today, like we know the value he places on Isaac Okoro, but um, you know, he talked effusively about Dean's d- defensive abilities. Like they put him on one through five. And, and, you know, they, they feel comfortable being able to do that. I think that's, that's part of the key here. It's not like, Hey, we're going to throw Dean on somebody because we have to, it's not <laughs> okay. Like he can handle that handle assignment. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's important. Um, I had a chance to hear from Donovan Mitchell today. We did not talk to him yesterday at media day. That was not a great surprise considering we just talked to him at a press conference when he was introduced last week. Um, but nice to see him, you know, acting uh, as you would hope he would with his teammates. He's fun. He's loose. He enjoyed himself yesterday for sure. And then today, uh, a chance to get out there and, and get going. Day one in a Cavs uniform on the floor. Uh, what uh, what stood out to you after practice that he said? I think they said, what stood out to me was the fact that uh, he talked about, uh, I think somebody asked him, you know, how his leadership capabilities are going to be like on the defensive side of the floor, if he is a big communicator, if he's a guy that's out there hooting and hollering as far as like communicating switches and changes and where they need to be defensively. And he said, yeah, um, he said, you know, I, I kind of am, am the ringleader at that. And somebody asked, well, you know, how's, how's Evan? We know Evan Mobley is kind of a little bit more quiet and reserved. And he was like, Evan was out here shouting and yelling all practice. So I, I really don't have to do anything <laughs> to coax it out of him, which is great to see because this is a kid that we talk about potentially being a defensive player of the year candidate. And if he's out there day one uh, communicating those switches and, you know, and feeding off of his guys, I think that that really just builds towards the cohesiveness that, uh, that they're all looking forward to, or that we're all looking forward to see this team grow and gel throughout the season. He also said, you know, everyone likes to, loves to talk about where he was when he learned the news of the trade on the golf course. He said he FaceTimed with Kevin Love immediately afterwards. Uh, and, you know, he it was ironic because maybe a little foreshadowing. He actually ran into Kevin a week or so before the trade. So he was excited to uh, he was excited to, to actually get out, out there on the floor and get to work with him today. Um, he talked about this being a good step and, and really receiving that warm welcome from from all the guys, but specifically Kevin in those, you know, literally minutes after the trade. That went a long way towards making him feel very welcome with his team and feel like he already uh, was was a true part of that. He said that goes a long way towards building camaraderie, whether we're on the floor, having dinner afterwards. He talked about playing video games. He's not sure if Kevin is a big video game guy or not, but he said that, that just kind of all goes towards, uh, you know, building the cohesiveness and that team chemistry that these guys hope to display throughout the season. And, and that's the part of this that should be really fun, right? I mean, you kind of know going into it what all these guys have it's going to become, okay, you've got a bunch of players here who are very capable of, of leading teams, but I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out the, like the fairest way to say this. I'm not sure that the guys on this current team have played with somebody of Donovan's caliber, you know, that, yeah. that's not to, that's not to downgrade Darius Garland or, or Evan Mobley or Jared Allen. I mean, we, we have seen when those guys are playing really well, what that looks like, but Donovan is, he's accomplished a little bit more in his career just because he's been in the league a little longer and he's been an all-star several times. He's, he's played in 40 some odd playoff games. There's to me, there's something about, okay, how do we figure out a way to check our egos as a group and just go out and win? Because you're not playing on this team unless you've got the talent to be there. 
Now it's about managing the egos and the expectations and figuring out how to how to make this whole thing work together. Yeah, well, I think the checking of the egos is probably going to start and stop with J.B. Bickerstaff because he kind of checked things there when when that was even brought up. Like, hey, how are these guys going to, you know, uh, you know, acclimate to playing with a guy like Donovan Mitchell? And he was like, look, we got some good guys on our squad, too. Like, we got some all-stars out there. So I think that he believes in the talent that he has in this team, and he's excited to see them mesh together. He did say that we could expect to see some wild combinations as far as who's on the floor throughout the preseason. So they're going to be throwing all kinds of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, I don't necessarily envision when it comes to how this rotation is going to play out, there being like a group, you know, one group of five and another group of five. He almost kind of said as much today. Um, but his plan is to hopefully keep either Darius or Donovan on the floor pretty much at all times. So there will be a lot of experimentation with who else fills in with that. And uh, I, I think that uh, we're going to see a lot, of, a lot of that tinkering here in the coming days. And they should hopefully have – of course, JB not giving any, you know, any tricks up his sleeve or, uh, you know, or, you know, not, you know, not, not going to reveal it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Not revealing any of his tricks. Um, but he said, you know, we, we, sh- we have an idea of that and we should have a better idea of that once we get to the, once we get to the end of camp. I'm trying to figure out what I, what I really expect. This is kind of a, a, a topic change, but we'll wrap on this. I'm trying to figure out what I expect Kevin Love's productivity to look like this year. I mean, he's he's healthy. I mean, he's certainly an older player at this point. It probably takes him a little longer to to get his body to where it needs to be on a daily basis. But you, you feel like you kind of lean on him as the veteran guy who's been there, who's won a title, you know, to to guide a young, talented team. Um, I'm trying to figure out exactly where I expect his productivity to be because I think he's still got plenty of game. I still think he can play. I just don't know if he can do it on a nightly basis the way he used to. How do you feel about that? He's, he definitely has it, and I think that he has expressed him being getting even more comfortable with that kind of six-man role. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. Um, he said it took him maybe six to eight weeks to really get comfortable with that last year when they really made the change. But look, if he's a guy that can come in off the bench and knock down threes, because at times this was a team that struggled to, to shoot from beyond the arc. And I just pulled up his stats quickly. Like last year, when it comes to three point shooting percentage and just overall field goal percentage, that was one of his better years over the last three, four years, looking back to really 2018. So he kind of picked up his production last year. Uh, and I think that it helped that it was in more of a limited role because he was able to, you know, he's not expending himself for three, 25, 30 minutes a game. Um, he's able to, you know, to play in those short bursts and to come in and be utilized in various situations. So I, I don't necessarily see his production dropping off. And the biggest thing to me is the fact that he has really bought into all of this. Like, you know, for better or worse, I understand from his point of view, like he has endured some frustrating times since he has signed that contract. Yeah. And I think that it has been, that has been very clear. And he has owned up to that frustration. Um, I think that they've really turned the page on that, and that switch has really flipped about, um, look, I'm the elder statesman here. I've got a group of very young, talented guys, and we can win. This doesn't. This isn't the, you know your typical rebuilding plan. This has barely been ex- expedited here. Yeah, and, and you know, look, when you're on the tail end of your career, you, you want to win. I mean, you want to play well. You want to be a relevant part of the team. 
But I, I think the burning desire is you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel get a little bit brighter. You, you want to feel like you're a part of a winning, you know, culture and a, and a team that can figure out a way to, to be the last one standing. And, and I've always gotten that impression. I think that's why Kevin Love is so beloved in this town because he's a team guy. Um, he's, he's, he's the last guy standing from, from the team that won it all. Right. And so in some ways it is part of his responsibility to figure out a way to share that and keep fostering that with the next group of guys. And if he's, if he's lucky enough, maybe they can get it done while he's still playing. Um, but I, I, I do, I, I think it's reasonable to expect him to have a, a productive year. I don't know if he's going to have an incredible season, if he can replicate what he did last year, like he shot 39% from three point line, like that's, yep. that's more, that's more than acceptable. I think 42% from the field too. So yeah. Or 49% from yeah, the field yeah. looks like. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, last thought real quick. What'd you think of the new floor in the practice facility today? <laughs> of course you had to ask me about that. Um, full disclosure. I didn't even notice it. We walked in, I think it might've been Kelsey Rooster from the athletic was like, Oh wow. The new floor looks great. I thought, wow, that's how observant I am. I didn't even notice it. I did notice the smell, so like you could still smell from the lacquer. Um, I'm more excited about uh, whatever sweets or candies that uh, B.J. Evans, the communication guru, is going to be hooking us up with. He said he's taking orders, he's heading to Sweeties, and he's going to make sure that the media is taken care of. So whether it's Reese's or Starburst, I think he's going to have us covered. I, uh, that's something to munch on while we get to work in, in there. In the I appreciate that very much from uh, from B.J. and from Sharom and. If they can figure out a way to make sure there's enough Reese's around, we're going to be just fine. That's, uh, Absolutely. that's the chocolate of choice. Sounds All like right. there will be plenty for us. No doubt. No doubt. Well, we'll continue our coverage. Uh, the team will be back on the practice floor again uh, later tonight, as you may see this. Uh, if you see it soon or tomorrow, the, the team will be back out there tomorrow from noon until about 2.30, and we'll have media availability following practice. So we'll we'll get you all the latest from, uh, from Independence as the Cavs continue their work toward the uh, preseason starting on Wednesday, October 4th. It's basically about a week away. Uh, they'll have their first preseason game, and we'll be off and rolling here very shortly with the 2022 season. Again, if you're just joining us for the first time on Cavs Insider, thanks for making us a part of your Cavs stop. We really appreciate it. We hope you'll come back often. Uh, there's a great team here that we've assembled that's going to cover this team regularly. And uh, we're going to try to bring you video coverage like this on a daily basis. You can watch it live. You can watch it after the fact. And please subscribe to the podcast so you can listen to that uh, wherever you like to find your favorite podcast. Put it in your calendar Saturday, October 1st. We take over the website, CavsInsider.com. We'll have plenty of coverage for you there as well. But for now, for John Rutter, I'm Brendan Gulick, and we'll see you soon. Cavaliers basketball uh, continuing to build toward the 2022-2023 season.